Space Jam edition, the podcast where we talk about the movie Space Jam minute by minute. We're back for minute 40 without our guest uh, from the previous minutes, Duncan, who was we sent packing with some bolognese and just back to the lovely Kayla and myself. Hello. <laughs> Hi. Well, stop saying the minute that we're in, dude. Like, this is minute 40, and yet you don't know who says what in this podcast? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> oh, good Lord. This is minute 40, and it starts with the same way that it ended in the last minute, which is NBA players in wheelchairs, and it ends with um, a little bit of basketball practice. Indeed. doesn't end as cleanly as some of the previous minutes, but that's right. We make it work. Where would you like to start? Um, just a very quick one. At the beginning, when Larry Johnson is listing the tests that they've undergone, mm-hmm. he says that they've been laser beamed, <laughs> which I really enjoy. That's concerning. <laughs> mm, it, yeah, I, I love it. And yes, it's a continuation of what we were talking about in the last minute, which was that Barkley doesn't actually have scenes with these guys. Mm. He's alone. Yeah, so he must have been. They must have been um, different schedules. Sh- schedules, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, you'd have to, you'd have to think so. But it is a little bit of a bummer. You kind of like to see how he would have gone with everybody All else. together, yeah. Yeah. You think he would have bounced quite well off them? I would think so too. Um, so there's a couple of key things that are happening throughout this minute, which is there's still number one. They're moving through the halls in their wheelchairs, being pushed about by orderlies, nurses, doctors, what have you. The second one is they're in the therapist's office. And the third one is Charles Barkley is in a church praying. Yes. Multiple scenes, yes. Um, And then, so that's kind of the majority of the minute. And then there's a little bit of Stan back on the golf course. Oh, yeah. Fixing a divot, which is fixing a divot. That's spectacular. And then just at the very end, we just get a couple of seconds. We see the outside of the Looney Tunes basketball stadium, and then um, we head inside and we see just a couple of seconds of basketball practice. Mm -hmm. Uh, I love how the guy who comes up to Stan and asks what he's doing, and he says, I'm fixing a divot, and he just turns back to his... His friends or his golf companions is all right. He's just fixing a divot. Yeah, like this is oh, no big that's deal. fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't look <laughs> Maybe he's creating a divot. He's not fixing it. How would that is my question? How in any world would that be considered fixing a divot? Well, yeah, because how you fix a divot on the green is you use your tee or a little um, divot fixer and you dig a little bit underneath and then you tread on it to flatten it and smooth it out. So. Yes. Yeah. Digging a massive hole on the green. Yeah, not, <laughs> it's not probably quite. not the way to go. No. Um, now, I know that you probably want to get into, honestly, I assume, technical fouls. How did you know? Because I read you like a book, mate. Um, <laughs> but before we do, I just wanted to briefly talk about Sean Bradley being missionary. Mm. Um, so what I think is interesting is he says, I can go back to the jungle and be a missionary. Okay? <laughs> yes. Do you know where he did his Mormon mission? Uh, would it be the country that we're sitting in at the moment? It is Australia. <laughs> he did his mission in Australia. I was like, where? I've got some serious questions if he thinks Australia is a jungle. <laughs> like, I mean, 
cans. <laughs> that's what I was like. He, maybe he was in the Daintree rainforest, but that's a rainforest too. Not a, I wouldn't call it. Well, he's a confused. I mean, the Amazon, soul. the Amazon jungle is a rainforest. Yeah. So you can call Daintree rainforest tomato, tomato. a jungle. Right, sure. But are there very many? Are there indigenous people in the Daintree rainforest? Uh I'm not sure. I didn't think so. Like in my, and I don't know a lot about the locations of the different groups, but in my mind, they're more out in the desert or like in the outback. Or coastal, yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, there's a lot of holes in the whole jungle thing. I, right? I don't think that they're hanging out in the rainforest, frankly. Do you know where he? It doesn't. You didn't find where he actually. Where in Australia? He actually no. I just met. I just found Australia. Yeah, so the Sydney CBD, perhaps. Oh wow! The concrete jungle. Was it a Mormon mission? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mormon. Very popular with all the athletes. There's like a lot of rugby league players in Australia that go on like two year sabbaticals to do a, a Mormon mission. Like that's part of their religion, isn't it? Yeah, you they have to do it, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you have to. Ah, uh, a few basketball players as well, right? I'm trying I'm to sure. think. I think they'd be more probably when they're in college or around that college age anyway. Yeah. And then they come back and go in the draft or whatever. Well, that's what Sean Bradley did. He did one year of college ball. Yeah. Two years Mormon mission and then NBA. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, apparently, you used to work or live on a farm as well. <laughs> well, yeah, that makes sense. He looks like he would have lived on a farm. Do you imagine him chasing chickens around or something on a farm? No, he wouldn't have been a chicken chaser. Milking he would cows? Have been, yeah, he would have been more a cow milker or maybe a, I want to think, I want to say corn grower. Corn grower? That's where my head is at. Well, he'd be great in the cornfield because he'd be able to see above everything. <laughs> yeah, I think that that's kind of where, that's that's what I'm thinking. But who knows? Tough to say. I'm sure um, that if we would have researched it at all, we would be able to know. It's probably very easily located. I have to sneeze. Hang on two seconds. Gesundheit. Oh, thank you. Um, all right, but lay it on me. Talk about well, the other, well, actually, the other thing I was going to oh, say, sorry. it must be a pretty fucking big um, couch in that you office. Know, like I said, we are not sailors. <laughs> like, when it's necessary, curse. But come on. Keep yeah. it. Keep it tight. Oh, I couldn't find the right adjective. But you're to right. describe the size of the... Well, it's not. His legs are hanging off. Yeah, that's the whole point of the, the shot that they make, is to show the extent of leg. I feel like his torso is six foot alone. <laughs> no. <laughs> I was trying to do quick math, and I was like, wait, how long would his torso actually be? But no. Not six feet. No. Um, okay, technical fouls. So... Um, Going back to so Charles in the church, he mentions a few things. One of the first things he mentioned is, is whilst he's praying, is I'll never get a technical foul. Um, I promise not to get a technical foul again. Um, so research has shown me that he has the second most number of technical fouls of all time. Mm-hmm. Can you name me? Well, let's see. Can you name me the top five? Uh, Carl Malone. Number Charles one. Barkley, yep. Rashid Wallace, Gary Payton, and Dennis Rodman. Correct. <laughs> you found the same list. <laughs> I did. And here's the thing. Here's what I looked at. 
because it's fun. I think having your number is cool, but I looked at the number of games that they've played. Yeah. Percentage, and the percentage yeah. of, and Charles Barkley is number one. the clear lead. Yeah, because yeah. Carmelone played like a billion games. Well, he, yeah, a billion, give or take. Yeah. Um, he played, Carmelone played 1479. Mm-hmm. And Charles Barkley played 1073. So Charles Barkley's percentage works out to 31%, and Carmelone's is only 22. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Mm. Um, Gary Payton's actually is not that much for how many games he played. He's played a lot of games. It's, only, yeah. it's 19%. I'm sure that there are many, many people who have higher than 19%. Rasheed Wallace must be high percentage. Uh, it is. He's he's just very slimly behind Barkley. So Barkley is thirty one, and Rashid Wallace is twenty nine. Angry, angry man, Rashid Wallace. <laughs> <laughs> well, was Carmelin. I just used to throw his elbows around for the joy of it, and he was also a bit bit moody. Love a good elbow. Charles is just uh, seems more argumentative than anything else. That would be me. He boinks the ref on the nose in a game once, apparently, to get a technical. <laughs> Is that okay? <laughs> you boinked him on the nose. Um, I would call it boop. You boop someone on the nose. Boinking is a totally different thing. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, keep it keep it together, please. Um, it made me think. I I can't remember the last time. I can't remember getting a technical foul. I think I've maybe only got one. Um, How many technicals are you allowed before you're suspended for the season? Uh, I'm pretty sure – I'm not sure. I'm sure I'd vary league to league. If you get two in one game, they eject you from the stadium. I'm in the NBA. Oh, in the NBA. <laughs> God. Uh, you don't get suspended for the season. I think once you get to – I don't know, it's like – probably like 10 or something, then you get a X number of games suspension because that's how Draymond Green um, in the NBA Finals yeah. a couple of years ago when uh, – well, very interesting because, you know, everyone talks about how smart LeBron James is as a player and LeBron James walked over the top of him when he was on the ground. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, basically um, incited him and it's like, well, LeBron knew that he was one technical away from getting suspended. He got suspended. Cavs won that next game as well and then ended up coming back and winning the series. So I was like, "Mm, okay. (laughs) Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, fair play. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I would. Um. But, yeah, I, I feel like they're a little bit more stricter on it now than they, perhaps they were. They can, you can, like, just, yeah, because if you get double tech, like coaches, you've seen coaches get ejected from the stadium as well, getting double tech. Yeah, I can't remember the last time I saw Docker go through an entire game. <laughs> I love him. Um, There's a few, yeah, uh, a few corporates. Um, I'm trying to think who else. Yeah, Doc's obviously quite passionate. Phil Jackson tends to just sit there, or did when he was coaching, bit of a Zen master. Um, I'm Doc, you're Phil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. It's just, they get very passionate. But I mean, in conclusion, Charles Barkley is right to, 
to make that one of the promises that he's going to make to God. It's going to be, it had to be a very hard promise for him to carry. I wonder how many technical fans, um, flowers he, he, he got recorded after, after yeah, he yeah. said that in the movie. Tough to, tough to say. Um, but then the important part is Madonna. Mm. Which is just absolutely wild to me. Tell me more. So here's, here's the part that I think that you will find the most interesting. Do you know who the supposed love triangle was with? Was it another NBA player? It was not. Uh... It was rumored that Barkley showed up at this guy's house. Oh, wow. At like five o'clock in the morning, yelling at him. I'm guessing... And like, uh, called and left angry messages on his machine. Either an actor or a musician, so... We play a lot of guessing games on this podcast, I just realized. (laughs) Because they're fun. (laughs) Um... Say mid nineties. Um, uh, I don't know David Hasselhoff. Uh, no, um, it was the lead singer of the Red Hot Chili Peppers, Anthony Kiedis. That's the one. Wow. Yeah, that was the alleged love triangle, which I thought was really interesting. And like, I mean, there's the other thing that I thought I didn't realize that he was married at the time. Barkley. Yeah. Uh-huh, that's he was why married they with a daughter. Went crazy. Yeah. Even more so. Yeah, and he yeah. he blames these rumors for his mother in law's heart attack. I read that. Yeah, yeah, that's incredible. Because um, the the press just went wild at him, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, they did. But it's crazy. And I feel bad for him. Fine, but let me tell you, I think Madonna handled it a lot better, and the way she handled it is hilarious. Do you know about this? About Letterman? No. Okay, so basically, she goes on to David Letterman and, yeah, debates on whether or not she was sober at the time, Mm. and it becomes, like, this whole thing. Like, she's, like, cursing, and he's on on free-to-air TV, so you're not really allowed to do all of that. Yeah. And, like, making all these double entendres and... Like, they're making all these puns about, like, sex with NBA players, and he's asking her about all of this stuff. And she was just like, fuck you, David. You're so lame. And, like, gets into this spat with him, essentially, on live late-night TV. Oh, wow. Which was spectacular. I loved it. <laughs> I might have to look that up. Yeah, well, I didn't see the clip. I want to watch the clip. I was just reading about it in a couple places. That sounds great. Yeah. Um, actually, slight side note. Um before getting back to Madonna. Um, so, Anthony Kiedis. You know he's in um, Point Break? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He, it was, it was on TV the, last um, night. He's in the group. group. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like watching him. I was like, oh, that guy looks familiar. And then I was like, oh, Anthony Kiedis. Yeah. Does he Does he die? Like, is he one of the ones Once that he dies? Gets shot. Uh, I think he's one of the ones that survives, maybe. I could be wrong. I can't remember. I don't... I have vague images of what happens to each of them. But yes, I know he's on Point Break. Yeah. Don't talk to me about Keanu Reeves movies, other than (laughs) The Matrix, because I'm not a Matrix fan. He really took the the under-the-bus expression to the next level, didn't he, Keanu Reeves? What do you mean? In Speed, he actually goes under the bus. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Um. I literally have my head in my hands right now. <laughs> because 
Anyway. Um, yeah, anyway is right. Question one. <laughs> Go for it. Did, so did Madonna have um, involvement with any other NBA players? Oh, I'm sure she did. I didn't look that up. Okay. Well, was she involved with any of them? I'm sure she was involved with many of them. Like, because... <laughs> She's Madonna, and why the hell wouldn't you? Yeah. But there, I mean, it's always tough to tell, especially around that time. Like what? Yeah. What was actually happening, and then what was just rumored to have happened? Oh, well, different age, right? You yeah. don't have video phones and technology mm. and social media and all that. So. Yeah, yeah, and even like, golden era for TMZ, no doubt. <laughs> Yeah, and this was also kind of before the age where people accepted that men and women can be friends. Oh, yeah. Like, that was just not yeah. a thing, yeah. right, in the yeah. 90s. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that was – I just thought that that was interesting. But Charles Barkley's still married to the same woman even after all of those oh, wow. rumors. So, good for him. Oh, interesting. Um, so, another <laughs> – <laughs> Another fun thing. You I- should you should know that we try really hard to like keep the conversation flowing, but every so often Christopher is like, "I'm done talking about this. I want to move on," but then remains silent while he reads his notes and figures out where he wants to go. <laughs> we're we're still working on it. Give me some time. Um, psychosomatic. So I learned what psychosomatic <laughs> actually means today. <laughs> of course you did, and uh, I can see why he would say that. So. So, obviously, well, I say obviously, but I didn't know what it meant. Um, So, when an illness becomes worse or maybe appears because of your what's in your mind or you creating it in your mind through Mm -hmm. anxiety or stress or whatever. Fascinating. Yeah. That's, that's, it's like the placebo effect Mm. where you can essentially get rid of sicknesses by just Positive deciding visualization. that you're not sick. Yeah. yeah. Which is so fascinating to me. But it's also not because the mind is a powerful thing. It's You know that that, ma- that magician or whatever or that hypnotist um, that What's-His-Face always talks about that we work with who like makes people eat glass and it's like, uh, this doesn't hurt you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that that's really interesting. But yeah, I liked you know when Muggsy's talking about the like what's wrong with him and he's like it's probably just the moon and the alignment of the planets uh-huh. and i'm like you are obviously a big astrology lover which i really like i think that's a really funny kind of trait for mugsy bogues to have you you love well you don't love but you love astrology <laughs> it's funny yeah you, you enjoy it i'd say you love reading stuff about astrology and star signs and stuff. I love reading anything about understanding personalities. Like, I could take personality tests all day. It's why I'm not allowed on BuzzFeed's website. I no, mean, you'd go when into I say a not vortex. <laughs> yeah, they're always like, I'll tell you what pizza you are based on your favorite cupcake toppings. And I'm just like, fuck Ooh, yeah. That sounds like, fun. That's yeah. my place to be. Hmm. So, you know, I think astrology just falls into that category of nonsense. But it's also a good... Um, in this movie, it's a nice little link to later when they go to that tarot card reader. Oh, yeah. Yeah, which is really good. Um, well, yeah, multiple. See, there multiple, he goes again. <laughs> there he goes again, unable to. He's got to stop. Thinking and talking. Thinking and talking at the same time. It just it, it does does my head in sometimes, doesn't it? It's barely multitasking. Um, that, well, linking to astrology, because obviously natural thing is religion, so... 
I did try and find out if I could figure out what if they did actually record that Charles Barkley thing in a church, and if so, what church it was. But I couldn't find that. I didn't even look. Um, I did find a Charles Barkley quote about religion, though. Uh, my idea, of and re- we didn't want to end the podcast with that. Uh, well, we try and do quotes related to Jordan some way, mm. usually. Okay. So. Yeah, lay it on me. Um, my idea of religion is we are supposed to bring people together. We are not supposed to judge other people, which mm. is interesting because then he was quite a um, big advocate for gay marriage and that type of thing um, from memory. So I don't think he uh, couldn't find whether he was over-religious at any point, but... Well, I think it's one of the things that religious people and non-religious people get wrong about religion mm. is that it's not meant to, like I said, it's not meant to tear people apart. No. It's meant to give you something to believe in yeah. and, you know, give you ways to live your life. And there is no religion that's built on hating other people. No. They're all built on taking care of each other and loving other people and then other then people just kind of bring their own shit wild interpretations yeah like you can spin something that's written in the bible any way you want to really or any religious text or any religious text yeah yeah um but okay let's not get into that because i've already got a nice little uh how many social justice rants am i going to go on throughout this podcast (laughs) what are we up to like 24 um but i got a nice one for next time uh the only other, the only tiny thing I want to note is I love that Michael Jordan's golf shoe is still outside that hole that Stan's digging. Oh, I didn't yeah. notice that. Yeah, well, remember we talked about how it goes off? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then later on, we can see that he's still only wearing one shoe. Yeah. I mean, you can see his other shoe when Stan's digging. Oh, Stan. Yeah. Um, well, that's good. Consistency. I like it. Mm. Those with a... Uh, I, for detail, would be very pleased that um, Warner Brothers has kept that in there. Um, The only other – well, we do – so we get back to Schleising and Jim, and that's when we move into the next minute. All right. So I didn't actually have anything else unless you did. No, I, that's why I led with the only other thing I have on this minute is MJ's shoe. Oh, touche. <laughs> See, people can't can't listen and think um, <laughs> or talk and think. Um, well, for our quote, though, um, trying to try something new and radical, which we've talked about in the last couple of minutes of finding a quote, which is uh, relatable to the minute that we've talked about, I found a Jordan quote in relation to Charles Barkley. Of course. Yeah. Um, so when they were playing in the in the finals, um, or just before, he went and played golf with Charles Barkley, um, and he got him a twenty thousand dollar, I think it was like a diamond necklace or something. And then Michael Jordan gave Charles Barkley a twenty thousand dollar diamond necklace. Uh, it was either a diamond necklace or a watch. Um, well, it doesn't matter. He gave him a twenty thousand dollar diamond gift. Yes. I am friends with the wrong people, Christopher. Why haven't you given ever given me anything worth twenty thousand dollars? Jesus. Uh, I'll save up some money and then maybe I'll buy you a $20,000 or something. <laughs> um, <We're> friends. <laughs> but anyway, when he was asked about it, um, this is what he said in response. Um, he won't get in my way the rest of the series. What's $20,000 to me? Charles thinks we're great friends. I hate that fat fuck. Fuck. <laughs>